you're listening to the Real Estate Insider Podcast. A bold look at reality. News, analysis, strategies, and opinions direct from the veteran team at the Rain Research Institute. It's time to get on the inside track. Hey, everybody. It's Madison Norton here from the Real Estate Investment Network, and this is the Real Estate Insider Podcast. Excited to be here this week to talk real estate with you once again. And last week, we had an awesome episode, our first episode ever with Rain's senior analyst, Don R. Campbell. And he had his take on what effects the events happening around the globe are having on our market here in Canada. Just in case you missed it, which I hope you didn't, but if you need to check it out again, make sure to check out the Real Estate Insider blog or subscribe to us on iTunes and download our past episodes. This week, we're going to hear from Melanie Reuter, Director of Research at the Real Estate Investment Network. She's an expert on demographics, transportation changes, and certainly the economic fundamentals that are really driving the real estate market. And she is going to bring her expert opinion to the table. Now, here's a quick question for you. What do you think truly drives the real estate market? Take a second. Think about it. And chances are you came up with a couple answers at least. But here's one thing that's for sure. Population changes across our country are a huge driver of the real estate market and something that every investor or even home buyer should definitely be paying attention to. So think about this. Are the people in your area moving into the area to snap up new jobs? If you're out here on the West Coast, you know there's been a number of changes to our economy with shipbuilding contracts coming into play and new industry providing new jobs. Same thing can be said for the folks out there in Alberta. The oil patch is having a massive influx of people moving into the into the region and, and looking to pick up new work and needing a place to live. So what's happening with the people in your area? Are they moving in? Are they moving out? Is there a little bit of both? Whether you're looking at real estate from a home buyer's angle or an investor standpoint, the population changes are playing a role in the numbers that you're seeing on paper. So don't get tangled up in the headlines and the hype. Pay attention to what's really going on. And that's where Melanie Reuter comes in. So listen right now. Listen for yourself and do some thinking for yourself. And let's check out Melanie Reuter with her take on the topic. All right, guys. We're going to put the fun in fundamentals tonight. We're going to focus on one. We're going to look at population tonight. So what I want us to focus on is what's going on. Where are we in terms of how the population is broken out? And where is the trend? Where are we going? So let's take a look. Let's get right into it. If you know your property goldmine scorecard, you know that one of the first questions is, is the area's population growing faster than the provincial or the national average? So let's take a look. The population growth, which means it's getting bigger for Canada, was 5.9% in the last census, which was taken between 2006 and 2011. The census is done every five years. The provincial average was 7%, so that's great. According to the last census, BC had a higher population growth than the rest of Canada. Fantastic. So then when we start to drill down, we can look at what our population is. It's currently about 4.6 million in BC. And growth is up 0.5% in the third quarter of 2013. So that's the last measurement period that we have. This is the strongest third quarter growth since 1996. So that's great. This is good. It's It's a good trend. So let's drill down a little farther. Where is that growth? 
Well, in that quarter, we had 15,500 non-permanent residents. So that's people coming into the country from another country. They could be students, they could be here on a variety of visas, perhaps they're investors, perhaps they're here to be reunited with their family. So we were up 15,500 of those people. And those of you who have been to Acre, who have been with us for a while, we know that we like this type of person in the area where we have investment properties because they tend to rent for longer than someone moving from another city or from elsewhere in the province or the country. However, we lost net 282 people from the province of British Columbia to other provinces. Where were those provinces? Absolutely, they were Alberta and to a lesser degree, Saskatchewan. So we're losing our locals, if you will, to other provinces because the jobs are on fire in those provinces. So in 2013 only, Canada had a population growth of 1.2%. So that's one year. I think that year ended June to June 2013. And BC was below the Canadian average, however, for 2013 at 0.8%. And we can look at a comparison. Alberta was up 3.4% and Saskatchewan 1.9%, of course, taking all of our people. So let's look at the province. What's going on if we break it down even farther? You can see the areas of the province where there's growth in a population. That's the northeast. So we talk about Dawson Creek quite often, Fort St. John, all of those areas up there. And of course, the lower mainland, southwest, lower mainland's also called Metro Vancouver, used to be called Greater Vancouver. There's a whole bunch of of uh, names for that. And then, of course, we can see the flat market is the Kootenays, Caribou, Nechaco, and North Coast. Those markets aren't really changing. And, of course, we can look at where the jobs are, and, and that pretty much answers why that is happening. So where are the biggest areas of growth? I looked at the, um, the cities that had a population of 20,000 or more. Of course, it's very easy to have 100% growth if you have one person in a city and now there's two. So I looked at some of them. Langford had the largest growth at 30%. Um, of course, that's just outside of Vancouver, or, um, Victoria, rather. Port Moody, just under 20% growth. Surrey, 18.6% growth. New West, 12.7%. And the last of the five, Chilliwack at 12.6%. Um, part of that is people moving there, and part of that is natural increase. There's babies being born in a lot of these areas. So is the area's population younger than the provincial and national average? Well, the youngest populations in Canada generally reside in the territories, and the oldest populations live in the Atlantic provinces. So what are the median ages that we're looking at? Well, the median age, and of course, for those of you who aren't statistic geeks, median means that 50% is above and 50% is below. It's very different than the average. So it's a very good marker. Um, national average is 40 years, and you can see those Atlantic provinces have a higher median age, and Alberta, Saskatchewan have the youngest, and BC is right in the middle at 41.9 for a median age, and I hypothesize that, you know, we've got great weather here, people, if they're moving to retire, are generally going to move where the climates are uh, a little milder, especially lately, hey? So seniors, what's going on with the seniors? Well, the number of seniors aged 65 and over is projected to more than double 2012 to almost 4.2 million seniors, or 24% of the population, 
by 2036. The number of seniors supported by 100 workers, which means because of the pensions, etc., you need 100 workers to support this number of seniors, will increase from 25.9 per 100 workers to 43.5. And after 2031, the growth in the number of seniors will slow significantly. Because they're dying. Okay. In terms of taking fast and furious notes, uh, in the curtain last month, I did publish an article. It is available online, so a lot of this information is there. So please feel free to sit back and relax, because we, uh, we've given that to you already. So millennials, that's who I really want to talk about tonight. They're also called boomerangs and barnacles. So we've got one cohort called boomerangs, which leave their parents' home and then go back, and then they leave, and then they go back, and they leave, and they go back. And then there's the barnacle cohort that just never, ever moves out. So they're not all painted the same, that's for sure. So let's look at population distribution. The numbers vary by percentage points. Some people call millennials, you know, this age group, and some are this age group. But generally, when you look across Canada, you can see that boomers born between 46 and 64 comprise 27% of the population. The children of boomers born between 77 and 94 are known as the Y generation, millennials, and comprise the largest portion of the population at 27%. Of course, as I just said, the boomer population is going to start to go down and the millennial population will not go down at quite a rate. So this is a group that we really want to focus on. This is the next wave of people affecting the housing market. Market, whether they're renters or whether they're going to be homeowners. So the median age across the province ranks from a low of 33.1 in the northern Rockies to a high of 52 years old in the Okanagan Similkameen area. Of course, once again, warmer climate, more people retiring to that area. So you can look here at the different age groups across the province, and for the first time we can see that the toddler group, the zero to four group, is higher than it has been. In fact, you can look here at our millennials, and because the millennial group is so large, they're starting to have babies. So we're going to see this cycle repeat itself, of course, over the next few decades. For the, as I said, for the first time since reporting began, persons 65 years of age and older outnumbered 0 to 14-year-olds in BC, and the number of toddlers saw its largest increase since the 1956 to 1961 census. <clears throat> and that, of course, is also shown here. The 0 to 14-year-olds are the dark blue, and the lighter blue are the 65 and older. And you can see the differences in population distribution across the provinces. Of course, we, as real estate investors, generally want to focus on a younger population. There's more movement in the housing market. They're, they're buying bigger homes. They're moving out of their parents into their first rental. They're moving into student rental. They're moving into their first home with their husband or wife, for example, buying a bigger home because now they're having a family, whereas seniors tend to stay put. 
They also don't contribute as much to the local taxes. They're, they're pulling income. They're not working. They're not contributing to income taxes. So there's a whole lot of variables that are important when we're looking at income distribution. And RAIN has been watching this trend for some time. And what we're noticing is that as these millennial, millennials age and move out of their parents' home, they're really going to start to affect the housing market in 2015 or 2016. So property gold mine scorecard, again, is the area's population younger than the provincial average. Well, what's going on across the province? We can look at the age distribution of the population between the ages of 20 to 36. And you can see that South Surrey, 16% of its population is in that age group. Kitimat is 20%, Nanaimo, 20% as well, Chilliwack, 21%. Um, Surrey and Vancouver are star, that's the aggregate areas, so that's not breaking it down into the specific areas within Surrey and Vancouver. But look at how high Vancouver is, 31.8% of the population is in that age group. West End, 29%, and right downtown, 41% of the population are millennials, and we'll see why. Um, the bulk of them right now are between 20 and 36. And the average age of a first-time home buyer in Toronto, and we can extrapolate that this is the same for Vancouver, is 37 years old. And I don't know why I found that so surprising, given that I was around that same age as well. And one-third of first-time home buyers are women. House prices have doubled in the last 10 years, and millennials account for 15% of the growth in the first-time home buyer market. They aren't 15% of the first-time homebuyer market. They account for 15% of the growth of what's going on there. And that's because of the size of their cohort. So the 2011 census found some interesting things. 42% of 20 to 29-year-olds still live at home. But in 1991, only 32% of that age group lived at home. And in 81, only 26% of that age group lived at home. 12% of 30 to 34-year-olds still live at home. Aren't you supposed to move out as parents to a smaller place so they can't move back in? I'm not sure about that. So what does the research say about Gen Y? I'm telling you that it's important to know that they're the, the bulk of the population that we really need to pay attention to. But what does that mean? Well, who are they? They have less than 1500 well, $1, $1, in assets. They don't prepare or save for the future. They value education, leisure, and people more than the previous generations did. Uh, and their spending power is beyond their own incomes. They're grafting to the incomes of their parents. So their parents, more so than ever before, are helping them with major purchases, even whether that's getting a cell phone or whether that's a down payment for a house. Yet it is said that because of their spending power, if your business does not understand the needs and wants of Generation Y by 2020, you won't have a business. This isn't anecdotal information that I've collected. This is looking at periodicals and journals um, and seeing what the surveys are saying about this generation, who they are. Just 21% of them are married. That's half the percentage of their parents' generations at the same ages, and 34% are parents. Surpassing their desire to own a home is their desire to earn a degree. So we really see a shift in the needs and wants of this generation. 
They want to live in social areas, places that allow one to work, live, and fraternize within the same vicinity. Well, let's look at that Vancouver population with 46% of that population being in this age group. They're actually moving there, they're living there, and of course, most of them are renting. They want a place with parks, restaurants, shopping, entertainment, museums, and employment. They're not expected to have a higher quality of living than their parents did. They're the most educated in history, but the most un- and underemployed in history. Many have entered the workforce during the Great Recession um, and had a tough time entering the job market, particularly in the U.S. So for those of you that are investing in the U.S., you need to pay even more attention to that. Um, It's a shift... What we're seeing is a shift from traditional markers of adulthood. It used to be that you would move out, you would get a college degree, you would buy a house. And now that that's being delayed so much, we, we don't see the same things within this generation. They have huge, insurmountable student debt. That, coupled with the high home prices, mean that this group of people, generally speaking, of course, and I speak in generalizations, don't necessarily want to rush in from huge student debt into a huge mortgage, which they believe will never be paid off. Um, But they're not their parents. Only 20% of them say that owning a house is a major priority to them. And I, coming from the X generation, had a completely different feeling about that. I wanted to move out. I didn't care what I bought. I just wanted to own a piece of property, a piece of dirt that was mine. I didn't care about the sacrifices, the fact that I had a cardboard box for a coffee table. But this generation, we're seeing a shift. But they want the kind of house that they had when they were growing up. So a lot of the children of this generation lived in well-appointed homes. Um, They're willing to pay a premium for the right location, and they'll trade square footage for that location. As Randy said, he was noticing a higher price point in square footage with the smaller apartments. Size matters, but it doesn't matter so much to the millennials. They want to be in the right location. And as we see, developers are building smaller and smaller units to attract this group because the price point is lower with the lower square footage. They won't drive till they qualify, like many of us had. Okay, I can't afford a house in Langley, I'll go out to Abbotsford. Okay, I can't afford a house in Abbotsford, I'll go out to Chilliwack. This group is not willing to do that. They'd rather get in a plane and fly somewhere else and try to locate in a city where they can be close to live, to work and and pleasure. Um, They want the nearness to work. They want a technologically competitive unit, which means they want all the bells and whistles, all the wireless internet, all of the motion-censored lights, etc. They want energy efficiency. As I said, size doesn't matter as much to them in terms of largeness, and they want slick interiors. They want pretty faucets. They want great lighting. They want granite countertops. And this is a little different than what we've taught in the past, where it's buy older inventory next to new developments. And that may very well be true, but what we're seeing is this group of people are a group of people that want to rent, not have to rent, so they can afford to pay more rent. And they would rather rent a place with granite countertops and stainless steel appliances than buy a crack shack out in Chilliwack uh, that has shag carpet. Different strokes for different folks, I suppose. So where are they going to buy? Well, the research shows that 70% of them buy in the area where they last rented. Not their first place, but their last place. 
And where is that? Well, it's in the core of the city, like we, we said. Now, I'm not encouraging you to go out and buy a bunch of property in downtown Vancouver because, of course, the numbers have to work. And for all intents and purposes, we know that the numbers don't work down there. But this group of people want to be near transit. They want to be within 800 to 1,000 meters of a rapid transit station so they can get to where they need to be using local transit quickly and easily. Ridership has increased 150 million passenger trips in September 2013. This is a 3.6% increase in 2012. We keep updating this number. We keep seeing an increase more and more and more people willing and happy to use transit. Newspaper is reporting that it's likely to be 2016 before the bulk of echo boomers, millennials, Y generation, who outnumber their baby boomer parents, start packing up their rented downtown condos and moving into the new and resale housing market, said CMHC. What I'm telling you is that Y generation's impact on real estate is going to be as striking and as long-lasting as the baby boomers. We can see the shift in what the products are. We can see the shift in the types of housing that they want and the locations where they want it. So the population distribution is saying it's about a quarter boomers and a quarter Y generation. So what does that mean to us as real estate investors? Well, alternative real estate assets to consider in your portfolio could be student housing, as we have more and more people coming of age to go to school who place a huge importance on getting an education. Student housing might not be a bad idea. People go to school in good times and in bad times. And of course, seniors housing. We talk about that. Perhaps the millennial generation doesn't want one bedrooms, but seniors are willing to live in one bedroom apartments. And medical office buildings are something to consider for those of you who are interested in commercial real estate. The demographic shift supports these assets and the interest is growing. Real estate investors can bet on both youth and on old age. Thank you. All right, thanks there Mel. Go. Uh, I've got a couple quick questions okay. for you. So if, if we were, would you agree, and I love this picture, and I also, I think you went over a little quick. Did you guys get, get the one before? Hipsters the and old hipsters people. Hipsters and old people, they like the same things. <laughs> Cats, big glasses, tea. Uh, would you say it's an equal opportunity between the young and the old, or would you say one has more of a future than the other? Pun intended, sorry. Yeah, I think you're yeah. answering your own question. I mean, absolutely. You know, boomers are they're just turning 65, 66. They're going to live for a long time, but they're, and they're going to need housing, and their housing needs are going to change as they age, and there's a whole lot of them. So absolutely, I know Derek Peaver does a lot of super suites in Abbotsford, for example, catering to seniors, and that niche absolutely works for him. But also keep in mind this other group of people that are just hitting the housing market now. So are you really, if I was to boil down, and I know your presentation was in depth and had a lot of uh, insights into it and we're, everyone's going to have access to it. Absolutely. Would you say that really when it comes down to is you're, 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 we're talking about providing a product that matches a customer demographic? 
Absolutely, I'm saying that. I'm also saying we're not going to see as quick a jump into buying from that generation. They're going to be serial renters, and they're going to stimulate the economy in terms of the rental market for longer than previous generations. More customers and understanding what they want, and also there's some trends that yeah, we have to get on the forefront of understanding their 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 tech savvy, their mobility. They want it. They want. They're they green. Want yeah. They want common space. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful. That was an excellent talk from Melanie Reuter. Definitely going to have her back on the podcast here very soon. You can check out her articles on the Real Estate Insider blog or stay in touch with her on Twitter. You can find her there as at Melanie Reuter and Reuter spelled R-E-U-T-E-R, just like the news agency. So it turns out population plays an even bigger role than we thought. Now, if you're looking into buying real estate anywhere else in the country right now or whether it's in right in your area at home, what advice can you take from Melanie that's going to change the way that you look at your strategy? Here's something to think about right now is that baby boomers, no longer the largest group out there. Millennials, like myself, we're taking over and there's a much different mindset for us as far as growing up and establishing ourselves than our parents had. It's not all about buying the big house in the burbs anymore. People like me, we want to live and work close to everything. We want to be able to walk across the street to grab groceries, grab a coffee, walk to the gym, you know, even catch transit to work. People don't always need to own a car these days, and it's not a priority for everybody. Now, this is where you're going to come in. Time to think about something else. Do you stay the course and keep making decisions based on the info we have from 10 or 20 years ago? Not likely. I'm figuring that you folks out there are sophisticated investors, you're intelligent people, and you're paying attention to what's happening in the here and the now, and that's exactly what's going to drive your decisions for the weeks, months, and years to come. Now here's something for you. We're going to be in Toronto for the Acre Program on April 12th and 13th. It's the only Acre in Toronto for 2014, so don't miss it. We've still got a few tickets left. So if you want to come out, check out www.acrelive.ca or phone us up toll-free at 1-888-824-7346. Be sure to check us out online for more research and expert opinion on the Real Estate Insider blog at blog.myrainspace.com. Or follow us for our daily updates on Twitter at Rain Canada, R-E-I-N Canada, or catch us at our next live event. For the Real Estate Insider Podcast and the whole crew at the Real Estate Investment Network, this is Madison Norton saying, later days. Thanks for listening and engaging with the Real Estate Insider Podcast, a bold look at reality. Share the reality.